You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. McFarlane, yes. Okay. So can you do that for me one time? Yes. McFarlane. Oh, come on. Put a little something behind McFarlane. it. McFarlane. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, Good morning. Uh, listen, I am. Uh, we haven't spoken to you since the Bloom era came to an abrupt end. Mm-hmm. Um, what are you hearing about uh, who will be running the show next season? A lot of buzz about Mike Hazen. Uh, Mike Hazen, of course, the president of baseball operations with the Arizona Diamondbacks, former GM of the Red Sox. But I, I do think that that is a um, that is a long shot still because Mike Hazen, his family's embedded in Arizona. They've got a good thing going there. Last time they went through this, uh, he got a contract extension out of it because of the Red Sox interest. So I, I think that he would have been a great choice, and I think that he's a guy that the fan base would actually get excited about. But – Ah man, I don't I don't really see it happening right now because of all the things that I just said. But there there are some other people out there, some other people who have actually done the job before, which I think has to be a prerequisite. You have to have made trades, you have to have signed free agents, you have to have gone through this this time around if you're going to get this job. So, and that was the, in your mind that that ended up being the downfall when it came to Heim, just to, not enough experience. Yeah, Heim did a lot of good things as, as we talked about here a bunch of times, but I think the biggest thing, and the Red Sox can push back on this, but it was just a fact, is that there was this narrative throughout baseball that you had you had to win the trade by seventy percent instead of fifty one percent, and and that became an issue obviously at the trade deadlines. Trade deadlines plural, um, and, and I think ultimately whether it was that, whether it was signing free agency, not getting uncomfortable enough to actually get guys like Zach Eflin done, then you know that was a sort of his downfall. And then they looked, guys. I mean, they looked at it this way: not only do you have the creeping in apathy of the fan base. Not only do you have the last place finishes, but you have an off season coming up here where you know you're going to have to make significant moves. And the the kind of moves that you might have to make maybe don't lean into what Heim ha- had done in the past. Not to mention that you had the opportunity to unload the Chris Sale salary and you, and you couldn't make that happen. Yeah, that was so... You know, I've, I had heard about that shortly before the news about Heim, and then when the Heim day happened, sort of dug in a little bit deeper on it, and that was when to to let people know what happened there. You had a deal, um, well, you had an offer from the Rangers after Sale had broken his hand, so he was on the injured list heading into the 2022 trade deadline. And the Rangers said, well, hey, we'll trade for Chris Sale. We want to trade for Chris Sale. We'll take on his whole contract. The whole which, thing. The we'll whole take thing. the whole entire yeah, thing. Yeah, I mean, I know that it's come out, you know, or I think the Globe said all but $14 million. I'm told the whole thing. Hmm. And so that was two and a half years, about $55 million. And, you know, maybe a couple players. It's sort of like, I, I think that Joan said this, it, it's sort of like the the um, Beckett, Crawford, Adrian Gonzalez deal. The money is the thing here, right? So th- they say, no, uh, we, we want better players than you're offering, so we're not going to do the deal. So the deal was never done. It obviously, to me, it wasn't, 
it was just sort of painted the picture of the reluctance to pull off those sort of deals, which ended up, I think, coming back to bite him. And, I, and there's other examples. There's examples of him making good trades too, but that one had, I think, felt like it had to be surfaced. But my question, Rob, is why wouldn't Heim Bloom, who was hired to reduce costs, not be over the moon in getting rid of Sale, whose deal is an albatross around the organization? It's a good question, and you know when I first heard it, my literally my first words were the whole thing, <laughs> the whole contract, mm -hmm. and and so I think that if you go back to that time, if you want to paint the whole picture, well, you know he was coming back from Tommy John. You thought his elbow was going to be okay. This was a broken finger. You thought was that that was going to be okay, and and then say maybe they felt like they needed to have some semblance of starting pitchers going forward. They were looking at the optimistic view of Chris Sale, but overall, I, I mean, I'm pay, I'm I'm giving the the devil's advocate of this, but still, for fifty five million dollars. That's a lot of stuff that you can invest in, and, and including guys that you probably have a little bit more certainty of. Bradfo, going back to the filling of Heim's role, so if you say that you need somebody who's done this job before, is, does that mean in your mind Alex Cora will not uh, make that part of his future? No, I think Alex Cora wants to do it at some point in his life, but I just don't think it's going to happen right now. And and if, if maybe it becomes something where you have – somebody who comes in who's an up-and-comer like a Brandon Gomes right a Brandon Gomes is a guy from Fall River he's a GM of the Dodgers and a lot of people are talking about him but you know he has Andrew Friedman is above him I don't know if if they would be willing to say hey go get him you're the president of baseball operation you're the be-all end-all with Alex Cora, if, if you say you went down that road, I think you still would have to bring in somebody else who has done that before um, because I think that's what we're talking about. We, we, we have to have we, – we're going to be faced with some very, very difficult situations in terms of trading prospects, in terms of spending money. And I'll tell you a name to keep an eye on, which, uh, you know, it's been come out that, that her contract is up after the end of the year is Kim Ng who is the uh, GM for the Florida, uh, the Miami Marlins. I mean, you look at some of the trades that she's made since she's been there. They've been difficult trades, but they've been good trades. She's made some tough decisions there. And I, I just think that, that, that if you said tomorrow that she was going to be the person that they identified, I would have no problem with that at all. I hate the uh, I hate it more than anything to validate any of, of, of Wiggy's leads. Uh, <laughs> however... Uh, are you hearing, uh, I believe it was uh, Gammons who reported over the weekend that Shohei would indeed consider the Red Sox. Are you hearing that same thing? No. Okay. <laughs> well, you need to be hearing it because when Peter Gammon you speaks, you should be listening, Bradford. I'm a Hall of Famer. I always listen when Peter well, speaks. Don't sound like you are. <laughs> no, well, well okay. I, I know that it would be much easier for Shohei to walk down the street and get his new balances from Jim Davis. Mm. Um but you know, let's be real here. Like the Shohei, I mean, the, all of this, all of this can be leveraged from here on in. We might hear the Red Sox a bunch. Well, all I know is this: the, Re the Shohei Otani in the first time around didn't even take a meeting with the Red Sox. Um, 
I, I think he still prefers, no matter what is said, he still prefers to be on the West Coast. He obviously prefers to win. And yeah, it's a great that he has a relationship with New Balance. New Balance is an awesome company. Jim Davis is an awesome guy. It, but it's still, at the same time, I don't think the relationship with a sponsor, his sponsor mm-hmm. is going to draw him to Boston just because that's where the, the behemoth of a building stands. Well, to me, it has nothing to do with New Balance. To me, it's simple. I love when you have a um, John Henry who is irrational and who is, do thing, <laughs> who is doing things because he is now frustrated or he's starting to hear the whispers. And I'm, I believe, and Lou Merloni talked about this, that you're going to see the Red Sox and John Henry go back to doing what he did before, and that's opening up a checkbook and giving somebody a hefty, hefty payday, and that being Shohei. Well, okay. So uh, also, I, it's, it's, it's it's not whispers. It's literally people yelling. John, hey Raffy, hey anybody. <laughs> Sorry, Brad. I think I think that you could be irrationally rational, and 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 in that way, I agree with you. I, I, this is what it comes back to: how, why I think they wanted to go in a different direction because they know this is coming. Not only because you need good players. But because you need to, you need to push back apathy. You need to get excitement back. You can't have the Dodgers fans marching down the street, overcoming people are just happy to be there on nine dollar ticket night. You know you can't have that. But with Otani is one thing. The guy that he's they're going to be irrationally rational about is Yamamoto. This guy who is going to cost a crap load of money, but is 25 years old, and it is exactly what the Red Sox need. So I appreciate you, Wiggy. Mm-hmm. I respect you. I think your Brockton football team is going to do great things this year. <laughs> but I, but Yamamoto is the guy you should focus on and not Otani. All right, Bradfo, will you be making the season-ending trip to Baltimore with the Red Sox? I will. Hopefully okay. we uh, have a big baseballs and boring party, but uh, uh, I, it's I, always I, a party being with you guys. I, I appreciate may, it. I was invited to go, so I may. Uh, you and I, maybe you and I can break some bread down there. And oh. can, can, can I advertise that you will attend our event? Of Let's go. Of course I will. I would love All right. to. Is it a weekend? Is it a weekend Yeah, it's a weekend trip. Wow. I want to go. I will not be flexing any time. Some crab cakes. I was, yeah. I would it's, like to go. Yeah, it should be. Love uh, Baltimore. I let, be good. <laughs> I like too Rob and I. Polish. Rob and I never spend any time together, and I feel like it would be good for us. It's like a new season of The Wire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can someone whistle like Omar? Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Bradford. We'll talk to you again next week. All right. See y'all. All right. That is Rob Bradford, and here is Courtney with what is trending. Gresham Fourier, weekdays 10 to 2. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. Trending now brought to you by Shaw's. The Pittsburgh Steelers get their first win of the season in Monday Night Football over the Browns, 26-22. A terrible... Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of 
of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team.